Hola raza Chicano casters and any other listeners out there who can relate to this show. Welcome to my podcast, Chicano Cast number 49. Today's show is called What is Chicano? Yeah, it's a bit of a refresher for a lot of you and maybe a refresher for myself, but you know, I need to do this. Um, there's a lot of confused people out there and maybe this will set people straight since, you know, I have been away from it for so long. Today's show is, like I said, mostly a refresher. And it's going to relate to some people and others. It'll be old news, but there might be some interesting subject in here. So um, hang in there and, and keep listening. But Rasa, before I begin, let me get into it. Let me touch on some current events. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about those 13 deaths down at the border. Damn, that's tragic. That is very tragic. You know, for this to happen on our own land, for people who come here for a better life, they struggle to look for it. They uh, were probably people who were maybe human trafficking. We're not sure yet, but if anything, it's a tragedy. So, Raza, all I can say about this is aprovecha tu privilegio. You know, de haber nacido in USA. Make use of your life, Raza. I mean, you must have something that's your passion. For me, it's craft beer. Pinchalcólico pendejo. Orale. And seeing my people do better. My Chicano Raza. So take advantage of the opportunities this country offers. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw this, you know, like all these people are coming for a better life and it doesn't seem fair. But for you that are here and have that privilege of being from here, yeah, there's all these opportunities this country offers. I know it's not easy and it's far from perfect, but the opportunities are out there. So I really want you to take advantage of them. Stop sitting on your ass, smoking weed all day and making excuses. Go out there and and fight the big fight for you, for your family and for Raza. And Raza, what about Biden announcing vaccines for all by the end of May? Damn, Raza, this old man keeps shutting me up. I had, you know, reservations about him when he got elected. I thought he was middle of the road. And like I've said before, he's turning out to be more progressive, more liberal than Obama ever was. If you're comparing him to Trump, well, you know, there's really no comparison there. I mean, that was an easy benchmark to elevate from, to be a lot better. And and he's showing it. So I'm all for this vaccine, like I told you before, and I'll take whatever's out there. For some reason, I want the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, maybe because my pussy ass only wants one shot, and that's what the J&J vaccine is, and um, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's 60% effective. I heard it builds up to even be better as time goes on, and it could prevent you from getting sick and maybe even dying. So whatever's out there, Rasa, take advantage. And you know what? Maybe once we're done... If we're actually going to be done with all of the U.S. population by May, then maybe we can, you know, move these these vaccines down to the border, down to our Mexicano brothers and sisters. I know they need it. They are at the border. And even if we need to move it up to Canada, if they need help, well, why not? They're also on our border. And that coronavirus, it doesn't know any borders. It doesn't know any better. That shit can come across easily. What else is going on, Rasa? Well, I just started watching this show on Netflix called On My Block. I was searching Google for Chicano shows that I could comment on or or even watch. You know, I'm a freaking TV watcher a lo pendejo, maybe too much. But I do have to get away from it to do this show, which is great. Makes me read, makes me write, makes me talk, makes me think. And that's always a good thing. But check out On My Block. It's not so bad. It you know does have Chicano culture, East L.A., and it's pretty representative. I don't think it's that bad. It's actually pretty good. Uh, maybe not for me. I'm at the older age here and um, I don't relate to a lot of stuff. But I know you younger listeners, 
you probably will like it. So it's called On My Block. I even tried to give the new Selena show on Netflix a chance, but I just couldn't. It felt too much like a no to, to her dad, Abraham Quintanilla. I don't know what other um, criticism you might have of it, that maybe the girl doesn't look as much like Selena, or might you be thinking like Jennifer Lopez? But, you know, you can't blame her for that. She got the part. She seemed to do a good job from the few shows I saw. I had actually had to stop watching. It's just too much of a no to Abraham. I couldn't do it anymore, but um, I might give it a try again. But on my block, definitely okay. Rasa, I want to give a quick shout out to La Leila, who reached out to me via a review. She states that her Chicananess is confusing. So that inspired me to do today's show, you know, today's refresher about what being Chicano is. Before I get into it, I do want to give a quick mention to G. Melly. You know, thanks for the review. I know I'm a little late on that, but I hear you. I see you. And there's another homeboy who reached out to me via email. Um, he talked about how he appreciates my intervention and how he can relate. And um, I won't mention that person. Of course, this has to be very anonymous. But if you have to know, well, um, <coughs> ¿qué te importa? Yeah, um, it's um, from a guy, you know, somewhere in the U.S. And um, he's, <laughs> ¿qué te importa? So, Raza, before I begin to get into the main topic, I want to give a quick shout out to my friends over at My Grito. My Grito Industries. If you aren't familiar with My Grito, My Grito is a Latino-run independent label and artist collective, helping give Latino artists a voice. Check out what they've been doing at MyGrito.net and on their socials at My Grito. And check out this compilation album called Mas Alto for charity. Check it out. The music is great. And um, if you could donate something, why not? I actually did, and I'm enjoying the music. And, you know, it's nice to have music out there that's not just all this commercial shit that's fed to us via radio, Spotify, YouTube, whatever it is you use to listen to music. So this is definitely a great alternative. Damn, the quality of the music is so much better than I expected. So yeah, Raza, like uh, the person that reviewed me, La Leila, you know, I was a confused fucker for many years about, you know, what my culture was, knowing I wasn't Americano, knowing I wasn't really Mexicano. And yeah, you know, I should say I was, porque ahora sé bien quién soy. Soy an average Chicano, that's what I am, but a proud one, a sure one, and a more cultural than political Chicano. And I say this because I'm always preaching about the culture. I'm always saying that we have a community. We're a culture. Chicano is, is a culture. We have our own way of thinking, our own languages, and I'll get into that a little bit later. So let me start. Initially, Chicano was used um, to refer to raza that were involved in the political movement. This was back in the 60s and 70s. Way before me, Raza, I was a little kid. I was born in 68. But thanks to them, you know, and to their sacrifice and to their movement, that gave us a sense of identity. It also gave us a community um, that maybe got forgotten there, you know, and I'll get into that too. But it also gave us a cause and a cause that has just been expanding more and more. And like I always preach, they gave us this culture that's so beautiful and so great. You know, I, I just preach on all the time. So if anybody's confused, keep listening. So Raza Chicanoism continued. And in the mid to late 70s, the movement, you know, faltered a little, mostly due to the damn government. Yep, the white man infiltrating and repressing the movimiento. Like they have always done, right? With uh, MLK, Malcolm X, and even Cesar Chavez. They always have infiltrators trying to stop the movement. I guess they like, the, they like uh, things the way they are. They want to keep control. They want to keep us as their slaves, basically. So that's what happened in the 70s. It kind of died down. And then during the 80s, and that's, 
you know, my years, those were my good years, those were my high school and college years. It was basically died out. It was mostly due that we had a good economy and it seemed like nobody was pissed off at anything and everyone was just chasing the dollars. But Raza, did it really die? It's really because of them, what they did in the 60s and 70s that, you know, we have Chicano studies majors, Chicano studies classes. You know, I actually took a Chicano studies class back at Long Beach State and I just took it as history, as something that happened and, and, and was gone. Dumbly, yes, very dumbly, very pendejo. But it honestly stayed in my mind. It woke me a little bit. And maybe it took a long time for it to finally hit me. But it did linger in my mind. And one day I just realized it. And it hit me out of nowhere. I was like, ¿saben qué? Soy Chicano. And it took me a long ass time, probably in my 40s when I realized that. So if you raza can come to that agreement that you are a Chicano or a Chicana in your younger years, it'll make your life a lot better and you will definitely find your community because I know you found your podcast. So what happened to the Chicano movement in the 90s? In the 90s, actually, our proud Chicanas, our women, were in the forefront of the movement. I do remember having female presidents at Long Beach State in our Chicano clubs and their message, I remember, was a little different. Not just my clubs, but the whole Chicano movement in the 90s was a little bit different. Because not only did they fight for our rights and against the discrimination of people of color, you know, from the white man, but they also challenged the machista culture in the Chicano communities. They wanted equal footing there also for the females, for the Chicanas. And I thought that was very important. I didn't really realize it back then, but hell yeah. So arriba las viejas cabrones. They are so far ahead of us and so much smarter. You know, that we were too stupid and maybe we are too stupid to realize it, just how much ahead of us they are. So in the 2000s, the Chicano movement became international, where we started challenging U.S. intervention in Latin American countries. You know, and we became more united with our immigrant brothers and sisters, our border brothers and our border sisters. You know, we also fought for their rights. We knew that their rights were included in our rights, because like I've said before, when gringos see us, they don't differentiate between... You know, oh, that's a Chicano born in the U.S. He's brown and that's an immigrant from Mexico. He's brown. To them, we're all the same. We also fought back then for the rights of women and queer people. It was an expansion of the movimiento. In the 2010s, the Chicano identity experienced a big ass resurgence. Focus on ethnic pride, raza. Yep, that's about the time I started the Chicano Cast podcast. Actually, I started this in 2011. Feels like it's been a long time, but I know I've had a lot of pauses in between and all the way to 2021. Damn, can you believe it? You know, I I sometimes wonder why I started this and I knew I mostly did it for selfish reasons. I wanted a community. I wanted people out there that were like me. Uh, My family is very Mexicano. I was first generation Americano, so I couldn't really relate. And that's the reason I started the show, to reach out to people like you, listeners like you. And damn, Raza, did I need a community big time, you know, and I was 43 at that time, married with kids, but I still felt something was missing. And I wasn't sure what it was. Was it church? Was it God? Uh, Maybe too. Was it beer? No, no, I had enough of that. It was definitely just the Chicano community that was missing that culture. And yeah, my dumbass took until 43 years old to realize that. Can you believe it? What a shame. And Raza, I still preach and will keep preaching that we are our own culture. You know, we do have our own language, you know, like it or not, whether it be not official, but Spanglish, we talk that. I know to you guys, I talk Spanglish. To my homeboys that are Chicanos, I talk Spanglish. 
Now, when I'm talking with Mexicanos, I definitely will not talk Spanglish. They somehow get offended. My older brother actually did, you know, being he was a true Mexicano. And when he heard me talk that way as a kid with my friends, he would always scold my ass. And um, I tried to listen for a while. And then I, you know, again, at some point, I just realized that that was me. Yeah, maybe when I was 43, right? Took a while. You know, we also have our own music. We have our, you know, we can listen to Spanish music. We can listen to English music. And lately I've been listening to these, um, what are they called? Corridos, tumbados, something like that. And usually it's Chicano kids doing these, these like rap type banda songs. Some of them are pretty damn interesting. Can't say it's for me. Can't say I could get into it, but, but I see it. I hear it and I know what they're trying to do. And I appreciate it. We definitely have our own jokes, Rasa. You know, we can make fun of, of ourselves, basically, by making fun of the paisa things we do, the paisa things we say. But we can also make fun of that fucking gringo white man prejudice dude who just says the wrong things and has these stupid-ass microaggressions, micro-racism against us, and they don't realize it. I'm glad we could laugh at that, but at the same time, we need to realize what it really means and get beyond it. All this information, I'm getting it from Wikipedia on Chicano. So check that out when you get a chance. Yeah, Russ, I'm not smart enough to come up with all this shit, all these facts and figures and statistics. I got to get it from somewhere, right? So I'm telling you where it's at. Go read it for yourself. Don't just listen to me. There's so much more in there than what I'm saying. I'm just talking shit. So in the late 2000s, so this is about now. I mean, this goes all probably all the way to 2020, 2021. Chicano culture expanded. It expanded big time to include what they call Chican X. And uh, I don't really use that term and I don't think I will. But anyway, the culture did expand and expanded to include people beyond Mexican origin. It also gave us a stronger connection to our indigenous roots. We finally became um, proud of that. And I'm very happy for that because a lot of us, we have that, that Aztec blood, that Maya blood, that Mexican indigenous blood. And that's great to realize that. The movement also became more gender inclusive, which was definitely necessary during that time and um, should have been done a long time ago, but, you know, a little late, but we did become that way. Hopefully you young people I know can keep that mind open all the time, all through your life, and you don't become conservative as you get older, as it, it tends to happen with the older Rasa or older people. And the movement also became transnational, which is, you know, exactly what we needed. We needed to include other people down beyond Mexico all the Latinos that that face what we face when they come to this country from, you know, Central and South America. So that was great, too. I mean, that just made our community so much richer and so much bigger. And Rasa, I strive for this podcast to be all inclusive. I strive for that to happen. I know this podcast is mostly made for Chicanos, but I know there's so many more people out there who can relate. You know, the way I can relate to black TV shows, like I said, I watch a lot of damn TV too much. But shows like Blackish, shows like a mixed dish. And that's why I have that podcast of Where's My Fucking Show. I want something like that. The Carmichael show I'm a big fan of, which is discontinued, but you can watch on Hulu. Something like that for Chicanos would be great. I really, really think um, it would have a big audience and it would give us a big voice. So I do welcome all races to this show that consider themselves, you know, in that hyphen. You know, whether it be that Mexican hyphen American because that's what Chicanos are. We're in between Mexican-American. We are that hyphen. Whether it be Salvadorian hyphen American, Filipino hyphen American. And yeah, I guess all X hyphen American people can relate to this show. You know, if you come from another culture, if your parents are from another country, I know you can relate to the shit I spit. 
you're definitely not from your parents' country, and you're definitely not American either. You're that hyphen. You definitely are that hyphen. So, well, my hyphen friends, you found your community. Yes, tuvo raza. I'm out. Stay brown. Stay proud. It's a short one. I'm running a bit of a cold here, kind of under the weather, so I cut it a little bit short. I hope this gave you something. I didn't want to miss my deadline either with the excuse of calling in sick. So here's a show for you. Let me hear back from you at chicanocast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. So ya estuvo raza. I'm out. Stay brown. Stay proud. To Mexico? But I'm not Mexican, ese. I'm Chicano. Not Mexico way. To the fence. Leaving you on the fence. No que muy hyphen. <laughs>